Good morning, everyone. I was just waiting for them to tell me to, to talk, so uh, it's so great to see all of you, and good morning to everyone who's watching online as well. A couple of quick announcements. Tomorrow starts Vacation Bible School. Are you excited? Everybody looks excited. So uh, you can still help, and one of the best ways you can help is to bring snacks for Vacation Bible School. All the workers, their reward is to eat snacks the whole time they're working in the break room. So bring lots of good snacks. They deserve it. Um, the following week after that, June 12th through the 15th, we're going to have our youth service days. So if you're feeling youthful, come and serve with us. We're doing lots of cool service projects in town. Gift to Gadsden is coming up July 24th through the 27th, which is going to be great. I recommend signing up for fly fishing with George Vant. That'll be cool. Um, and Robin Wilson... Oh, there's Robin Wilson. Calligraphy with Robin Wilson, which will be great. And um, it's going to be awesome. And uh, I see uh, Miss Pat Walker. She might be leading hip-hop dance. We never know. We never know, right? We never know what's going to happen. Sign up for uh, Gift of Gadsden. And now Barbara Condra has an announcement.
Please remain standing and join us in the affirmation of faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, buried. Third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. Believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. be seated. And now remembering the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, how he said it's more blessed to give than receive. Let us take up uh, our morning offering knowing that what we give will bless others and will further the kingdom of God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, how grateful we are when we remember your gifts to us. As we give these tithes and offerings back to you, we pray your blessings on not only the gift but also the giver. In Jesus' name, amen.
As we come to our time of prayer, I, I want to say um, I, just a prayer of thanksgiving for, for you all um, as I get, I, I'm not ready to say farewell yet, but I, I do realize from looking around at all the boxes stacked everywhere that my time is, is shorter rather than longer here. Uh, I love y'all. I'm spoiled rotten by this uh, beautiful choir and the music in this church and both services spoiled rotten working with this guy right here uh who is different <laughs> from anybody i've ever worked with um seriously spoiled and uh i, I love y'all so that's my prayer of thanksgiving uh if you have a prayer of thanksgiving uh and you have um, something you're rejoicing about, let us know because sometimes we all, all we do is give our prayer requests. So we also like joys as well as concerns. You can fill out a prayer card. You can email it to us. You can download the church app, which I encourage you to do. It's free. And you can see all of our prayer lists and concerns on there uh, from our church app and see our beautifully done uh, newsletter. Will you join me as we go to the Lord in prayer? Our kind and gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for our beautiful day that you've given us. And it's a beautiful opportunity to be able to worship you with your people. Thank you for all those that are joining us by Facebook Live who uh, all, all around 
the country, all around the world, Lord, get to worship with us uh, through the miracle of modern technology. We are thankful, Lord. And we are thankful that we can praise you knowing that it's just giving credit where credit's due because you're so good to us. Thank you for redemption and thank you for forgiveness of sins. Thank you for taking what we have to to offer you and blessing it and then using it in such amazing ways. God, we come just as we are today and sometimes we're limping along. We have needs that are, are, are deep and sometimes beyond words to express. So God, touch each and every one of us at the point of our needs. The burdens that we carry for those that we love and for our community, our country, the world. You are a God who is bigger than all of our needs. And nothing is impossible with you. So we offer our prayers in faith. And we ask that you teach us to pray the prayer you taught your disciples when you said, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Um, we, we, we love to stay in contact with you. And also when, when you fill this out, just know that by doing this, you're, you're saying that Miss Catherine can call you for vacation Bible school help next week. Cause you're going to give her your, your phone number. All right. Miss Catherine's going to take our kids to children's church Any kids that want to go. And the rest of us are going to stay and sing our hymn of preparation. Will you stand as you're able? Number 571.
Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 through 20, is our scripture today. And if I'm not mistaken, whoever wrote that hymn we just sang had this in mind uh, when they wrote it. Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 through 20, what we call the Great Commission. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee to uh, the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. The word of God for people of God. Thanks be to God. So have you ever heard the old question, how do you eat an elephant? You know, you roll him in corn flour and deep fry him in the, in the south. No, that's not the answer at all. The answer is one what? Bite at a time. Yeah. In this hymn that we just sang, there's a, a phrase in there that says the task looms large before us. And that's the way that I, I think about uh, the Great Commission. It's so great. It feels like an elephant is in the room and we get just kind of like a deer in the headlights. How in the world are we supposed to do this? We, we find the disciples. This is after, of course, the resurrection, after Jesus had appeared to Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, after he had appeared to, uh, Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 15, more than 500 other witnesses, the resurrected Christ had taught them. He had discipled them. He had told them about the kingdom of God for 40 days. I wish that I could have been in that class. But then he told them he was about ready to ascend to heaven, and he told them to go to a mountain in Galilee. We don't know which mountain, but we don't know how they got there. But we know that they went, and they went because Jesus said to go. And as they got to the mountain, the risen Christ was there with them. And then it sounds so wonderful until we get reminded by Matthew that there were just 11 of them. And something in our brain says, wait, weren't there 12? And then we say, ah, oh, yeah, okay, Judas, yeah. So right away we see maybe they're still stinging a little bit from what they've been through together. Maybe they kind of emotionally and physically limped up that mountain so so there they are and then Matthew tells us something he says they worshiped verse 17 that's so special to me because it's like bookends in the gospel of Matthew in the very beginning of the gospel of Matthew is the same word that's used when the magi came and worshiped the baby Jesus so at the beginning of the gospel there's worship at the end of the gospel, right before the Great Commission and everything, the same word, worship. It means to fall at the feet of the one you're worshiping. Beautiful, holy picture, almost something like we would have one of our stained glass windows made from. And then Matthew drops this little nugget in there, but some doubted. Did you notice that? They worshiped him, but some doubted. Which makes me wonder, can worship and doubt go together? Thank God it can. And you know why? Because their faith was not perfect. 
your faith is not perfect. My faith is not perfect. We come just as we are. We worship with what we have left to worship. Sometimes it's got a little doubt in there. And we wonder. So there they are on the mountain and they're worshiping. Some are doubting. And then, but the story doesn't end there. Because um, the elephant hasn't gotten there yet, right? Jesus has something to say and all authority has been given to him. There's nobody else for the church to listen to, y'all. Nobody else to listen to because Jesus has all the authority. And he gives us the picture of the elephant. Go and make disciples of all nations. I can almost see the disciples. One of The one in the back raises his hand and says, Jesus, did you say all nations? All nations? Really? And it looks like an elephant. It's the Great Commission because it's so big. And we stumble over it. To be honest with you, we stumble at the very first word, the go part. We can't get past that. Because, let's just be honest. I told Annie earlier, Annie and I've been saying, okay, well, what are they going to do? Fire us, jokingly. Jokingly, y'all. We know our time is short. Might as well admit it. We don't really want to go. We don't. We don't. We'd rather live in a church culture that, to tell the truth, doesn't exist anymore. And by the way, the church has never been its best when there was a church culture. Here's what I mean by the church culture. Maybe back 60, 70 years ago, all you had to do was build a beautiful building, check, just get yourself a professional minister, check, and put a sign out there that says, here's when our service starts. And then, like field of dreams, if you build it, they will come, right? All you have to do is just unlock the door and tell them what time. Because people moved into this place. They moved to work at Goodyear. They moved to work at the steel plant, wherever. And the first thing they did when they got here is says, we got to find us a church. Everybody just, it was a church culture. And building the beautiful building and and just unlocking the door. And that only works when people are seeking church. And in a church culture, people are seeking church. People aren't seeking church anymore. Not like they used to. They're still seeking the good news. They still want to know God's love and redemption. They want to know Jesus. But they're not seeking the church. So what we have to do is get back to our roots Because the church was never meant to be just a place where you just unlock the door and have people come. The first word of the Great Commission is go. The church was always meant to be a mission outpost where you go. You go. And then Jesus goes on and says, Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Teach them everything that I told you. Teach them. And here we are saying, my, 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 look at the size of that elephant. And we get excuses like, you know, I just don't know. I don't know. You know, my faith is not perfect at all. I, I, I'm, I don't know how to make disciples. 
how do you make disciples? Do you put a cup of this in and a cup of that, like stirred around like you make a cake? How do you do? Do you do like you do on the playground? And, and did any of y'all ever have them on the playground? And you go out, and when you used to have recess, I'm getting nostalgic here. The old days, you used to have recess, and you're swinging on the swing set, and there's one, by, one person that doesn't want to get off the swing, and you say to, you know, it's usually the bully, get off that swing, and he goes, who's going to make me, right? You in what army? And we think somehow making disciples is I'm going to coerce you. I'm going to, you sit there, young lady, until you eat that spinach. It's just like making somebody do something. And people still try to make disciples that way. Let me tell you what, it doesn't work because people don't want to be made like that. To make disciples is more like making friends. Making friends. And have you ever felt, I have, I'm not even really sure how to do that. My mom would, I, I, I'm going to a different school. I don't know how to make friends. Just be yourself, my mama would say. Just be yourself. I'm like, that's the problem. But honestly, the disciple, we don't have, we can't be anybody else except ourselves. Just be yourself. It's all about what you're offering, and we're offering Christ. How did Jesus make disciples? Well, he didn't coerce anybody. He loved them. He blessed them. He didn't try to be some other Messiah that everybody else wanted him to be. He was who he was. Some people didn't respond. Some people said no to what he offered them. He didn't get all huffy about it. He just kept on loving, kept on blessing, kept on healing, kept on caring, kept on doing that. And then he would say, follow me. But all nations? Seriously? That elephant, that's too big. So we get stuck in what I, I call elephant anxiety. Wow, there's just so much to do. How am I ever going to get all of that done? And what we do when we get that stuck in that, the bigness of everything is we give ourselves permission to do nothing. Well, problem's too big. I can't do it all, so I guess I'll just do nothing. Or maybe I'll just come and maybe we'll just sing some songs and maybe we'll just turn in some reports once a year and that ought to be enough. The task is so big. But back to my original question. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. How do you make disciples of all nations? By touching one life at a time. By offering them Christ. By loving them and blessing them, helping them, teaching them, caring for them, like Jesus did, as ourselves, not as some imposter. Because we're pointing to Jesus, after all, not ourselves. Some are going to listen. Some are going to say, uh, we don't get all huffy about it. We will teach them. We will baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. By the way, do you, do you know what you were doing last Sunday at 2 in the afternoon? I'm smiling at you, Charlotte. You were taking pictures. 
We baptized six people in the beautiful lake, didn't we, Pastor Andy? Six people in the beautiful lake at beautiful Camp Sumatanga, incorporating them to the life of this church family in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. Yay! So one life at a time, one person at a time, one bite at a time. There's always this little voice in the back of our heads that says, yeah, but really, me. Does God really want to use me? And the answer to that is absolutely. Because when you think about it, God could have chosen angels to take his message to the ends of the earth. God could have written his message in, in, in the sky with cloud formations and lightning bolts. Instead, he chose fragile, imperfect sometimes doubtful people and he sent them to take the most important message in the world he still takes fragile imperfect sometimes fearful people and uses them to take his message to the world I don't know Pastor Sam where do I start I don't know I just don't even know where to start okay I'm going to tell you Ready? Listening? Here's where you start. If Catherine asks you to help at Vacation Bible School, you say yes. Well, that's a start. You just say yes. You don't say, oh, I don't know. I'm not really, I'm not really qualified. To, I'm not really, I'm kind of scared of little kids. I don't, no, look. look. You can go bring a box of little Debbie's. You start somewhere, and you do the next thing, and then you do the next right thing, and then somebody from missions is going to say, hey, would you like to work on, on such and such? And, and, you, and then you say yes. Somebody says, hey, Inviting Ministries is doing this. Hey, you know, we'd really like for you to sing in our choir. I sat next to you in worship. you got a good voice. You'll come up here, and, and you know, JT can do amazing things with this choir, and, and it's fun. You take a bite. And remember this, remember this, Jesus said, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Even to the end of the age means he's with us now. Now, we experience his presence every time we get together, and especially every time we break the bread and lift the cup in Holy Communion. Church, I know the task looms large before us. But we follow without fear. Let us pray. God, thank you for entrusting the message to people like us. Because your followers that you're calling are people like us too. There's nobody out there that's perfect. But we follow. And then you turn us into something that is amazing and the world has changed one person at a time so thank you Lord thank you for reminding us of your strong presence with us especially as we receive Holy Communion together this mysterious way that we know that you're with us even now so help us to come with open hearts and minds and then to leave empowered by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.
If you um, would like to follow along in your hymnal with the liturgy for Holy Communion, you'll find it on page 12. I believe that we'll have it up on the screen if you want to follow along that way. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful, Merciful God, God, we confess, we confess that, that we have, have not loved, loved you with our whole heart. heart. We, have we have failed to be an obedient church. church. We, have we have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors. We have, we have not, not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive, forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory, Glory to, to God. God. Amen. Amen. And now we continue with the great thanksgiving on the middle of page 13. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and good and a joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you almighty father creator of heaven and earth and so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven we praise your name and join their unending hymn holy 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 lord god of power and might heaven and earth are full of your glory hosanna in the highest blessed is he who comes in the name of the lord hosanna in the highest Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took the bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world. Until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen.
body of Christ broken for you. The blood of Christ shed for you. I want to mention just a couple of things as we prepare to receive Holy Communion. One is for our folks that are joining us by live stream. You can have communion with us. Just, just use whatever you have on hand and you still can share communion with us. Just whatever you have on hand and join with us and, and we are connected with you that way. For those who are gathered here in, in this place of worship, I want to remind everybody that all are welcome at the Lord's table. It's the Lord's table, not a Methodist table or anything else. You don't have to be a United Methodist. You don't have to be a member of any church. All you have to do is have a heart that's hungry for God. And all are welcome at the table in this church. So we also have the custom of kneeling at uh, the communion offering at the communion rail when we receive Holy Communion. If you have a knee or back or hip that prevents you from doing that, just come and stand and don't feel self-conscious at all because others will, will do that. And that's, um, we want to make sure that everybody has access. If you need to be served at your seat, we'll accommodate you in that way too. And then one final thing is that it's our custom to receive a communion offering. If you are able to do so, and if God lays it on your heart, as you come and you receive Holy Communion, leave that altering on the offer, offering on the altar rail, and 100% of the, your communion offering is used for our local missions for the people who come to our church every day uh, seeking help, we use that with our communion offering for that. Uh, the choir will come first and receive communion. And then our ushers are prepared to, to direct you on when it's your turn to come. So I invite our choir to come now. Now rise and go in peace, and may the peace of Christ go with you. Amen.
Christ broken for you. The body of 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 Christ broken for you. Arise now and go in peace, and may the peace of Christ go with you. Amen. Arise now and go in peace, and may the peace of Christ go with you. Amen. Thank you. 
body of Christ broken for you. Body of Christ broken for you. Body of Christ broken for you. Body of Christ broken for you. Body of Christ broken for you. Body of Christ broken for you. Now rise and go in peace. May the peace of Christ go with you. Amen. Rise and go in peace, and may the peace of Christ go with you. Amen. you stand for our benediction. Now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship and communion go with us all now and forever. Amen. Amen.